I'm Father Ralph, and you're in the Red Room. Tonight, you're going to hear from Matteo Terraborelli, New Stead's AR. Later, you'll hear from May Sexton, also New AR at St. Ed's. You'll have good news and weather with Nikolai. Here with me now, my co-host, Bobby Weltner. And all of this is happening in the Red Room. Bobby, welcome to the Red Room. Oh, Father Ralph, it's great to be here. Thank you. It's, it's great to see you. Well, it's always good to be seen. <laughs> Bobby, you know, you're not a stranger to being seen in the Red Room. No, you? no, no. This is, uh, this is home for me. This is really, you know, I graduated in 2014, and I have many, many a fond memory of late-night conversations in this room with you and, and friends, many a hall staff meeting in this room when I was an, an RA as a, as a senior. That's right. That's and right. Then, uh, and then I always said no, no visit to campus Post, post-graduation was complete without a visit to the Red Room. Oh, you're, Bobby, you're making me blush in the Red Room. I tell you, folks, uh, you know, Bobby Weldner, former graduate uh, of Notre Dame 2014, was a resident here at St. Ed's. He was an RA, and uh, well, now you're back. You're yeah. back in the Red Room. I can't believe it. You're back in the Red Room. And, you know, you probably forgot my, my most... Or on that list, you missed my, my most significant contribution to Steds. Uh, pray tell. The founding of the Steads Float, of course. Oh, that's right, folks. Listeners, this is the man who came up with the Steads Float, and uh, we thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it was my freshman year, and um, there were a couple guys from another dorm who, who I was friends with who, who were doing this float, and I thought, I had a vision that we could bring this to Steads, and, and so I brought it to Steads. So whenever I introduce myself to a current Steads uh, resident, I always say, you know who I am. I'm the founder of the float. Well, that's something that you want to, you know, tout. You should. <laughs> now, Bobby, now what brings you back here to campus and the Red Room? How, I mean, like, what brings you, bring you back here to be able to be my AR? I'm not my AR. I wish you were my <laughs> AR. To bring back to be my co-host. Well, believe it or not, Father Ralph, I, um, two years ago, I, I applied to enter the Congregation of Holy Cross. Oh, that's right. Um, to be in a to be in a postulate program with them. Now, I was in the midst of COVID, so you may have forgotten that I was just across the lake from you at the seminary. Never saw you out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> but uh, but after after a year in Colorado, which I can talk about uh, at another date, um, I'm back here at uh, Moreau Seminary, back on campus, beginning my my Master of Divinity Divinity degree. It's hard a I, hard to say. It is. So you're going to Master of Divine. Why? Because you've taken temporary vows. You're professed member of the Holy Cross community. You've joined the order that I'm a member of. Yeah. Fantastic. Congratulations Thank to you. Thank you very much. Our, yeah. It's our, our win. Yeah. And it was, you know... It was <laughs> Thank, a, you for, Thank you for joining yeah. us. <laughs> it was a real honor. Uh, you know, I professed my first vows just about, just over three weeks ago now. And, yeah. And I was honored with Father Ralph's presence for, for the mass I, at which I did so out in Colorado. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Yeah. But don't tell people I messed up the procession in. <laughs> No, no, no. It is. It is documented. You can find it on the, the Sacred Heart website. Yeah. Well, I blame. I blame. I blame another priest, but I'm not going to name his name. But uh, Bobby, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're able to balance not only your your studies, but also too to give back to the hall that has given so much to you, and be yeah. the co-host of this podcast. No, it's, it's a real joy. And I, I, I appreciate the invite, Father Ralph. Yes. Um, so so it is a real joy. And I, I hope I can live up to the standards of, I, I think I'm following a couple McKeon brothers. You are. You are. And uh, 
My understanding is they did a pretty solid job. So they we'll see. are now. I know that I know that you probably couldn't sleep last night because you were so excited. <laughs> uh, that, oh my gosh, we're going to do our taping today. And we have a jam-packed uh, uh, interview schedule here today. But I want to talk about uh, we just went through moving. Yeah, yeah. And and before we get to moving, though, I understand. You had a week of training before that. Is this your 17th time in a hall staff training? You know, Bobby, you must be a doctor who likes to reopen old wounds. <laughs> yes, Bobby, it was my 17th year for doing rector training and all hall staff training. You make it sound like it's a bad thing, Father Elf. I mean, I, I remember my one week with you doing rec, RA, uh, RA hall staff training. I, I loved every moment of it. Well, Bobby, aren't you just a go-getter? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. Nothing has changed all that much. Um, there are some important things in it, but you know, after a while, I, I think I could dial it in. I could be just fine. But unfortunately, I have to be there for everything, and I have to like pretend like I know nothing. I, well, I imagine everyone just hangs on your wor- every word you say as the the sage, longest <laughs> tenured uh, rector in, in the room, right? Well, funny you should say that, Bobby, because this is the first time ever in 17 years I was ever asked to do a presentation at the all hall staff training where they have all the RAs, all the rectors, and I was doing one on policy, which is a big snooze. You know, question, like, uh, should we report this incident? Question, always yes. (laughs) Should we report this? Yes. You know, the answer is always yes. Well, how do you make it interesting for people to listen? Well, I started throwing in not just stories, but also song lyrics. So, so like when I had to talk about parietals, you know, those visiting hours where men have to be out of women's halls at midnight and vice versa. Well, I used the song Closing Time. You know, hey, parietals, folks, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You know, and that yeah. got people listening like, oh, which yeah. ones are you going to use next? And I don't know if they listened, but I shared what little, you know, I may not have shared gold nuggets of knowledge, but I shared some flakes. Well, well, I've heard through the back channels that the presentation was very well received. Oh, I, uh, I know a couple incoming ARs who, who really said that uh, your presentation was their favorite part of the week because, <laughs> because it was a little entertaining. They appreciated the lyrics. Well, so. well aren't they, God bless them. <laughs> I'm glad they're with us. Finally, people who understand my humor. But uh, no, I would not wish hall training on anyone for 17 years you know maybe you go through it once or twice that's great uh, but 17 years uh tag me out coach i'm, I'm i want to go to the bench but uh anyway i want to ask how have you noticed campus has changed since, uh, i mean you, you were know, gone for one year you know doing your rocky mountain yeah. high prayer manual labor silence you come back has campus changed have you noticed it uh, you know, I, I guess so. I mean, it's uh, they're constantly building new buildings, but I, I, I haven't had enough time to really notice anything specifically yet. Well, have you noticed that there's a new entrance to the campus right by the bookstore? The main entrance has changed. Did you see that? I have not. Can you tell me about it? Oh, my gosh, Bobby. You know what? Nothing says welcome more than the Notre Dame entrance to campus. Why? Because not only do we have like a, a, a new guard shack and, you know, an entrance for you to pull up and a big gate, but we also have big luxury porta potties right wow. before you get in. Wow, that is 
That is some type of design. I, I was going to say, nothing says you're welcome <laughs> than a porter john <laughs> before you enter campus. Hopefully this is a, this is a temporary. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. It's on wheels, so I think it might be. But you know, as they say, you know, it might become a permanent guest because a lot of things during Father Soren's time turned into tour, a permanent guest. You know, there was a touring altar made by Bernini. It came here. It never left. It's at the Basilica. Wow. A lot of things. You know, yeah. Luigi Gagori, that Vatican artist, you know, who painted the murals of the Basilica and the Dome? He lived here at St. Ed's. He came and never left. <laughs> well, I would say a porta, a porta potty is just right in the same vein as, as those couple items that you mentioned. So that, that oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, it's gold. You know, that's gold. You don't let that go. That's gold, as <laughs> Governor Bogoyevich said. But uh, anyway, uh, campus has changed. And, you know, getting back to your original question, we had move-in. Move-in day was absolutely gorgeous. Low temperatures, low humidity. You couldn't have asked for anything more. It was so orderly at Stads. And we had such an efficient team running everything that it was a drag. I mean, a car would come up. It would be done and unloaded in two minutes. And then we'd have to wait 30 minutes for the next car to come. Um, but we had a crack team of people, and they were all over it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I, I remember fondly my, my move-ins here. Uh, they, oh. we, we, were, we were talking about recently, some of my friends and I, they, we just do such a fantastic job of, of getting p- kids in the dorm uh, on move-in day and, and welcoming them. I think it's, it's something that Notre Dame does very well instead, obviously, top yeah. of the class. Well, Bobby, if I could, I'd give them all silver stars or gold stars, you know, um, and a promotion. But there is one funny story. Something happened that has never happened before. As you know, next door is Zom, and that's like a swing hall. So when your hall is being renovated, that's where they stick you. And this year, alumni is living in Zom. So alumni hall is all all over there, and there's a car parked in our backyard on move-in day. We need all of that space available. So I go over there and I say, hey, what are you doing to get this guy's car out of our lot? Well, he, he's in the band. We're calling him. Oh, what good is that going to do? He's playing an instrument. He's not taking calls. Go over there get the keys and get the car out. So finally, I mean, like, just like five, ten minutes before, like, you know, people start coming, this guy runs over. And gets into his car. Thank God the hall staff, the Welcome Week staff, did not run after him and just, you know, berate him. But I felt, you know, the deity within, uh, as Judas Maccabeus felt, you know, in the book of Maccabees, uh, that I should go over there and say something to this wayward child. And so he's trying to drive away. I'm in my clerics, you know, all in my blacks. And I bang on the window like roll it down and all of a sudden he's got this you know look like deer stuck in headlights and he rolls the window down and I point at him and I go I like the band but I don't like you (laughs) how was that received just with confusion and then I said don't park here ever again and it was a real nasty thing to do on move in day and he says he forgot. Well, you know, I forget a lot of things, too. But one thing I don't forget is parking a car illegally. 
Yeah. Because I'm afraid he's going to get towed. So we didn't tow his car. So that was a gift, don't you think? Yeah. And for and for a first-time new neighbor, you know, it's kind yeah. of a, you know, that's a poor first impression. Yeah, that's not like a bun cake. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I think it's something else than a bun cake. You know, don't you offer a bun cake? Yeah, exactly. You know, that was not a bun cake. I'd rather punt that guy. But uh, anyway, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, Bobby, you are now going to be a student again, aren't you? Ah, uh, no, I, I can't believe it. You know, it's funny you say that. I um, the other day the, the the main gym here on campus wasn't was was shut down for operation. So I so I called shut up shut down. Yeah, it was for shut what? down for staff training. It was shut down this entire summer. <laughs> what a good so guy! So I, I called Father Ralph and asked if I could come over to Steads and, and work out in the old gym, my old my old undergraduate gym. And I walk in. The first thing I get asked is, "Hey, are you a freshman?" Uh, you know, and as a 30 year old, it was tough to hear, but, uh, <laughs> but I kind of feel that way right now, starting classes again. You know, it's funny. I, um, that, so for those, those who don't know, the master of divinity degree is a four year degree. So, so really four years. Yeah. It's four year. Degree. Oh my God. I did it in three. Well, they've added a year, you know, <laughs> lucky they, you. They saw, they saw the job you were doing. They, took, <laughs> they said, we think we need four. Um, but, uh, so I do kind of feel like a freshman. And the other thing that's funny about it, you know, um, I used to come back here as a recruiter. I worked for six years in consulting before coming back to school. And, mm-hmm. and every time I came back to recruit, to recruit some of the undergraduates, I always thought, oh, thank God I don't have to go to class here anymore. Well, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I'm going to class here again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I came back to bite me. <laughs> never say never. Yeah. Never say never. But the good news, Bobby is you're going to master the divine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. No, absolutely. And, 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 you know, Notre Dame is, is truly a second home for me, so well, it's good. wonderful to be back. Well, good. You know what else I think it's good? Is that we start this podcast and this show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Get it on. All right. Our first guest is none other than Matteo Terra Borelli. 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 And I know I got, I know there's too many vowels in that Bobby, I know there's too many vowels. And you're going to say, oh, there's a lot of vowels in my name. But see, my name ends in a consonant. But I'm going to let, I'm going to let Matteo correct me. But te- Matteo, welcome to the Red Room. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Bobby. Now, let's get, let's get your name said correctly. Okay. Um, my name is Matteo Tarabrelli. Okay. And, folks, you just heard it from him. But Matteo... None of those were, were anything close to what you said, Father. Well, you know, Bobby, did I ask? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mateo, tell me, how is your reading of the law going? You know, this is your third year as a law student. You must be ready to take the bar exam right now. So let's do it. You know, don't be shy. Just, I bet you're a better lawyer than Perry Mason and Matlock, Matlock combined. Um, I would say my reading is more of a skimming right now. <laughs> um, and while I'm confident in my abilities to be an adequate lawyer, um, at this very moment, I don't think I'd want to pay the amount my firm intends to charge for my services because <laughs> I'm a little cheap. Oh, we got, we got to build up the confidence a little Come bit. Come on. You know? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we need to build that confidence. You're going to – well, you know what? Watch a little more Perry Mason. Watch a little Matlock, and you're going to get some theatrical – Understanding. My cousin Vinny. Yeah, you know, how to act in the courtroom, you know, and maybe you're not going to be in the courtroom all the time, but you can extrapolate and use that for the office too. So come on, you're going to be great. I know you're going to be great. So tell me, what area of law is going to be like your specialty? You know, ambulance chasing, 
Uh, no, I'm not going to be teach that? like uh, Matt Damon in uh, Rain Man. Not Rain Man. What's the... Uh, forgetting the movie. But um, I will be... Good Will Hunting? No, no. How do you like them apples, though? Okay. <laughs> um, but I'll be doing labor and employment, and I kind of lucked out. Um, my goal was to eventually get into sports and entertainment. And uh, the day I started there, I met one employment partner who half his practice is sports and entertainment. And so um, I'll be working with him upon graduation in addition to the rest of the um, labor and employment lawyers. But about, I want to say 25% of my work this summer was um, a mix of general consulting for NFL contracts, representing MLB agents against the MLBPA, um, representing teams in disputes with uh, previous executives, or um, personnel such as coaches and the like. Okay. Wow, so we may actually see you on ESPN one day then, huh? Uh, maybe, if I'm lucky enough. <laughs> you might be in one of those episodes of The Ocho. The Ocho, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I'm not anyone's kid who can you know call games for Notre Dame. Mm, a reference Ooh. to... Wow. Okay. Well, okay. We're going to let that one lie. But you know what? I do want to say you do. I hear a little something in your voice there. I, there's a little bit of an accent. Where are you from? I'm from Long Island, New York. Okay. I, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we got some East Coasters here. All right. But well, yeah, you, you didn't um, attend Notre Dame as an undergraduate, correct, Mattel? So where did you matriculate? No, I did not go to Notre Dame. Instead, I had a lot of fun, and I went to the University of Alabama. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Surf's up, and yeah. so's fun. Wait till he has to uh, discipline his first Notre Dame student. Mm. You know, as they wow. are. He'll see how much fun they have here. It's wow. What do, you, what do you study? Do they study at Alabama? What um, did you study? <laughs> we study when we're not going to football games. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. That we win, obviously. Um, there what, was. What about the football players? Do they study? Do you have you um, ever seen a football player in class? They go to class. They have their headphones in, but they're in class. Okay. Um, okay. I had class with uh, Jedrick Wills. I don't know if either one of you are familiar with him. He is the um, offensive lineman, uh, the starting left tackle for Cleveland Browns. Oh. Wow. And uh, he's about three of me. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, well, so so you so you did his homework for him. Is that what you're saying? I played the fifth father. As well as <laughs> okay. Good answer. Good okay. Answer. He's a good lawyer. Uh, but anyway, what, uh, so, so what did you study when you, when you went to Alabama? I was an international relations major with an area focused in Latin America. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't like relations between Alabama and Mississippi. No, it was, but... There is a saying in Alabama, thank you, Mississippi, um, because without Mississippi, um, they would be ranked last in everything. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? It's just like Nebraska and Iowa. Yeah. You know? And of course, when you were out in Colorado, I bet there was a lot of jokes about Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, there, there weren't many jokes in our, in our year of silence, but that's kind of a different, that's kind of a different <laughs> Well, year if when you story. interacted, when you yeah. interacted with the locals, I, you know, and if they didn't say anything, good. They were, we got some good relations going on. Now, I want to ask... You know, I, I'm here with a bunch of East Coasters. You know, Bobby and, and you are both East Coasters. Bobby, you're from New Jersey. Yep. Um, but I want I'm from the Great Plains and where we don't coast. Um, but I want to, I, 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 what was it like for you to make that great track down from Long Island down to Alabama? I mean, did you feel like a fish out of water? Did you, did you feel like I would feel like a pilgrim in an unholy land? 
I mean, what was it like? Um, I would describe it as uh, pineapple on pizza. Uh, Not supposed to be there. (laughs) But, uh, you know. Um, All jokes aside, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I grew up, my father's an immigrant from Italy, so I spent a significant amount of time in um, the more rural parts of the country. Hmm. Um, And also... um, Strangely enough, Alabama, when I my freshman year, was 51% out of state. Get out. Yes. Um, so they actually had to cut back on the kind... I, I went there because I received a full tuition scholarship. Well, good for you. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Wow. Um, and they actually had to cut back on those programs because the state legislator was not a fan of funding Yankees like me. Uh, to, and then, to be there. And you were the smartest guy in Alabama. That's what I'm hearing, Bobby. I think I did okay. You was the smartest guy. He got a full ride. Uh, well, if, if Notre Dame let him in, he must have done pretty well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, oh, no problem, Father. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, they drink a lot of Mountain Dew. Hmm. Um, and my, it was less the cultural culture shock and more of um, the stomach pain shock, eating all the fried food. Oh, uh, that was tough. That does a number. Yeah. yeah, and they also like to wrap a lot of things in bacon. You don't say. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved it at first, then you get kind of tired of it after a while. Wow. Did you have grits? I'm a big fan of grits. Father. I love grits, too. You put some gouda, some diced tomatoes. Uh, oh, wow. Chives. I've never tried that before. Wow, you, you're taking this to a whole new level. Bobby, well, I think... What about your favorite um, Alabama tailgate food? You know, I, I, I've been to a couple SEC football games, and my favorite part of the experience is always uh, always the tailgate, and the, the environment is so hospitable. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a food, but um, the state bird in Alabama is a yellowhammer, and as a result, um, Alabama's signature drink is the yellowhammered, and we like to say it gets you hammered. Oh, wow. Yeah, delicious. Um, it's a lot of ingredients um, hidden under orange juice. So wow, yes. I, I I thought the state bird was a fried chicken. Uh, that's that's what I thought Mississippi too. again. Thank <laughs> you, Mississippi. <laughs> thank you, Mississippi. Well, did you get used to hearing all about you know broken down pickup trucks, guns, and dead dogs in their songs? Because I mean, when I think of Alabama, and mothers was, getting run over by their train, <laughs> something the like that. Yes. Yeah. So David Allen Co. reference for so, anyone that didn't know. So you, so you got you got a helping of of Southern music, country music, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So did you become a fan of Shania Twain or something? or uh, Riley Green okay. and, uh, and the like. Okay. And i got to ask one last question. The names. Bobby, have you ever noticed the names of Southerners are just funny? I, you gotta, you yeah. Gotta, yeah, they are. Yeah. you gotta, you got to know some funny names. Well, I actually had a buddy from, uh, sorry about this, McCoy, but um, I had a buddy from Fort Wayne, Indiana, named McCoy as his first name. Uh, with wow. The, you know, like Doctor McCoy. Yes. Like Doctor McCoy yes. from the Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Bones. So I, that was a, that I was I thought that was his nickname, and I asked him what his first name was. He goes, "No, it's McCoy." And I go, "Okay." <laughs> That's true. You rarely see the Mick and Mick with Coy. Yeah. With, he, he's a real McCoy. Yeah. He's <laughs> That's what McCoy, he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, any other funny names? Um, I met a kid named Kirkland Forrest. So Costco Kirkland. Oh my gosh! Wow. Last name Forrest. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, Hayes Dunham. Uh, that that just sounded Alabama to me. That sounds like that sounds like a, like a hall here at Notre Dame. 
We're going to go, what was the name again? Hayes Dunham Hall. We're going to go to Hayes Dunham Hall. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it almost is. Yeah, yeah. Hayes Healy. Hayes Healy, Hayes Dunham. Yeah. It flows. It does. It just comes right off the top. <laughs> it does. Does I Hayes mean, Dunham happen to have any money? Would he, would he, be, <laughs> would he be willing to donate a dorm? <laughs> let's, let's get him, let's, uh, let's get him uh, up to Notre Dame. That's right. But, but speaking of up to Notre Dame. You so you graduate from Alabama. You go you go from from Long Island down to Alabama, and then you end up at Notre Dame. How did you end up not only at Notre Dame but the oldest and most storied residence hall at Notre Dame? I mean that's a real that's a real privilege. How, tell us how you got to be here. So the um, road to Notre Dame was part of the big picture. Uh, coming from an old school immigrant family, um, my parents sat me down at the ripe old age of thirteen and told me I could be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, <laughs> because their son was going to be a professional. Um, and I guess I picked a lawyer. <laughs> and they go, well, uh, we don't have the money f- to pay for undergrad and law school, so you're going to have to get a full ride to undergrad so you can afford law school. Wow. And um, at the time, the only school, one of the only schools that had guaranteed merit scholarship based on specific criteria was Alabama. And um, lo and behold, my mom told me that I was going to get a 32 so I, got a full, so I could get a full ride to Alabama. Um, I got a full ride. I, I got a 32 because <laughs> I wasn't going to upset mom. Ah, and then, good, um, good son. Yes. And then so... Applying to colleges, it was COVID. I didn't really get a chance to visit a lot of the schools I was accepted to. Um, Notre Dame was towards the top of um, the top ranking schools that I was accepted to, and um, one of my best friends from high school um, was a Stedsman. Good, uh, uh, Sean Layden. Shout out, Sean. Uh, hope you're doing well. And hope you're listening, Sean. Yes. And. I already kind of knew, I felt like I knew Notre Dame to a certain extent, and I went to a, uh, I would call it a Notre Dame high school, uh, Chaminade, about oh, 10 years. Yeah. I knew I liked oh, him. I, I knew we, I liked him. We have a long him. history of Chaminade, you know, grads yes. that come through studs, including including one of my best friends, Frank Solar. Okay. Frank Solar, the one, the only, yeah. Frank Solar. Yes, and so um, coming to Notre Dame um, at that point in time was a pretty easy decision. And then, again, referencing my buddy Sean, um, I, since I graduated a year early, um, during my one year, a lot of my close friends were Sean and his buddies from St. Edwards. And I, just the first table I walked up to at the meet and greet was Father Ralph, Patty, and Nate. And here That's I am right. today. That's wow. right. That's right. Yeah. That, well, you, you, well you, did, you, you lucked into a good spot. Well, it sounds like you earned it, to be fair. And uh, I'm sure your mom is still very proud. Hopefully, mom gets to hear this podcast. Oh, she better be. You better let mom know about this. Knows what she spurred you on to. Yeah. Um, Now I understand. Once you became an RA, though, or an AR, I'm sorry, I should say, um, you had to go through staff training as well. Yes. Now, now tell me about your experience. We heard a little bit about Father Ralph's experience of staff training before. That's right. You asked that question. Yeah. I'd like to hear your experience as well. Yes. Yes. Don't look at me. (laughs) Um. So I don't know if I know you were an AR as you were an RA, Bobby. I don't know if this was a facet of your training. Um, we had to we had prayer in the morning, which is wonderful, um, but there were, um, involved a lot of practicing for um, the songs. And I'm not a very good singer, and regardless of how much I practice, um, it wasn't going to sound very good. <laughs> 
Um, so I would have preferred a little bit less practicing. Well, speaking of practicing, no, no, I, I get you on the singing. I, I myself am not the best singer. No. I always bring a room down a, a few like octaves. That, like a, yeah, a voice <laughs> yeah, like I've yours? A, I have a voice made for hopefully talk radio, but not, not for singing. But, um, but, but speaking of practicing, maybe that practicing helped you when it came to the role play scenarios. Do they, do they still help you do the role play scenarios? They do. Oh wow! Do you have any any good experiences to share with us based on the role play? Well, so so uh, sorry, folks. A part of our training, you know, we have training over an entire week, and a couple of days there are these role plays. So like you know, drunk student, you know, student with you know distressed student, you know, a student who is you know having transition issues, whatever it is, and so we have to act these out. And so there's always a member of staff who is confronting the problem, and then a member of staff who is acting the problem. Um, it was definitely uh, comical to an extent, uh, watching my RAs um, act out, uh, act as, you know, say, a drunk individual um, trying to give the other RA a hard time about, you know, asserting discipline and making sure um, university policy is being followed. Um, I'm not a very good actor, so thank God they uh, handled a lot of it, um, and I just got to sit there um, and play along. Um, what I do have to say, though, is while I found the scenarios they provided to be locked into very specific situations that I don't think encompassed the entire gamut of what we may experience as ARs or RAs, um, going over things afterwards, I do feel they prepared me to address certain situations and at least think about how I would walk through addressing situations sure. that might arise. Sure. Yes. But, no, no, I wanted to say, though, you know, what What the RAs were not prepared for is when Mateo acted, he brought out his inner crimson tide. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't so respectful and deferring as a Notre Dame student is, <laughs> sure, and it sure. threw the kids for a loop. Yeah. Uh, uh, they got some real attitude uh, from this guy over here, and uh, uh, I, I actually had a few times had to call it quits. I was like, guys, let's stop here. Well, is it the inner Crimson Tide or is it the inner Long Island? You know? uh, you know what? It's kind that of, can be, you know, I that's can a very good question as well. It's a very good, yeah, that's a very good question. And, you know, we didn't die that deep because uh, the kids were so shocked. <laughs> so we just moved on. But I caught you off, Bobby. What are you going to say? No, no, no. Well, I, I was just going to say, you know, I hear Mateo, he doesn't sound super confident in his singing. Or is acting, so I think we need to bring out the inner thespian in, in him yes. throughout the year. You yes, know? I, there's that, a that, there's yeah. a thespian yeah. locked in there. No, exactly. There is, and we're going to get it out. I don't think any lawyers built for the stage, <laughs> <laughs> even well, trial lawyers. Damn it, we're going to make you. <laughs> anyway, so I got to ask Mateo, you're among friends, so tell us what is the oddest thing so far about living on campus. Is it the parking ushers threatening to tow your car from your assigned parking spot? Or maybe it's the absence of air conditioning here instead. Maybe it's the slightly slanted staircases. Or maybe it's the smell of teen spirit in the hallways. <laughs> Tell us, what is it? What, what's, what's the oddest thing here? The kids actually listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was the risk manager of my fraternity at Alabama, and um, unfortunately, I was the one that had to say no to a lot of the things they wanted to do. And um, as we mentioned, uh, the inner crimson tide, um, a lot of my 
fraternity brothers uh, did not appreciate my uh, limiting the fun to an extent. I see. Oh, you were the regulator. Yes. You're that restrictor plate over a NASCAR, you know, car slowing it down. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Good. So uh, being able to tell them, uh, being able to say, uh, don't do this, and they just say yes, was a uh, happy change. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you, uh, you didn't have to be a lawyer. That's what I'm hearing. No, no. That's, what we, uh, that's what I'm hearing. All right. Let's address the elephant in the room. Now, Father Ralph, are we talking about the, um, the issue with the Irish One cards and the lack of, the, the lack of you know, ID cards on campus? Uh, that's a real problem, Bobby, but that's, no, I'm not thinking that. That's, that's a red herring. Oh, you're, okay. taking, you're, oh. you're distracting us from where I oh, want to sorry, go. sorry, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, no, I want to talk, and I want to know, Matteo, do you have a southern accent like our former football coach? So when I got back to New York uh, for the first time from Long, uh, from Alabama, my family uh, said I'd picked up a bit of a southern twang. I don't think so, but um, some people would say yes. Mmm, yes. You know what I do? If I want a southern accent, I just go to Popeye's. It's a side effect of all those spices. You know, from Louisiana, that's Popeye's is Louisiana fast. You know, you just start, just roll right off, you know? You know, and you're just all family down there. Sometimes my roll tide uh, converts into row, but um, <laughs> roll tide. That well, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, we'll no, keep, we, yeah. we, we we can't allow that on campus. No, yeah, for courtroom appearances, I got you know keep uh, everything nice and clear. <laughs> Although some, sometimes a southern gentleman works in the courtroom, though. So you know. Yeah, but you gotta it's wear. It's gotta be the gentleman. It's, it can't be the row tide. No, <laughs> you no, know, and you gotta wear a seersucker like Matt Matlock, yeah, yeah. you know, and. You know, all that other stuff, you know, and I do declare, you know. Yeah, actually, now, now one last question on, the, on that note. Any bow ties? Did you come back wearing bow ties? Jean <laughs> uh, shorts. Not oh, shorts. Oh, George. A lot of geez. denim. I'm cowboy boots. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. And, oh, cowboy boots. Well, you know what? You're going to be, you're going to, I can't wait to see you dress up for the Stead's Yacht Dance. It's going to be a clash of, <laughs> I don't know, of, 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 of haberdashery uh, themes. And uh, it's going to cause uh, maybe one ta- titanic crash. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> well, Mateo, I, I thank you for taking some time out. Um, I'm sure you have other things to do. You have to go read the law, you know, or skim, you know, yeah. skim the law or go listen to uh, some, um, some country music about cars and broken down dogs and... Or maybe fix some grits with Gouda. I, mean, I like that idea. We should do that. Yeah. But, Mateo, thank you for all that you're going to do this year. Thank you for saying yes to Stez. And thank you for being here in the Red Room. We'll have you back. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Mateo. Great to have you. Bobby, don't you like that, Mateo? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I really wish I wish he was on my former hall staff. Well... I thought we had good ARs on your hall staff. Well, I mean, you know, we had a, a lawyer and, jeez, uh, uh, someone else. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but he, Mateo was really exceptional. Okay, we're going to leave it at that, folks. We're going to move on. And why? Because we have our next guest, none other than Mace Sextant. Mace, welcome to the Red Room. All right, nice. Can we start over? No, we're, we're live. Don't worry. I'm sorry. My brain is a little fried from class today, but great oh, to be here. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, wait. Why is your brain fried? 
Had four classes today. Four classes? Back to back to back to oh back. Oh my gosh. Four back to back classes. Oh my gosh. Mace, now, now <clears throat> tell me. You know, I, first year of law school, okay, I understand. It's really tough. Your third year, you're cramming for the bar. In the second year, which you are in right now, the second year of law school, isn't it kind of like just like taking a breather? It's kind of like, you know, like you're on the Tour de France and you're kind of like coming down a hill. You're like, you're just coasting into the next big, you know, crest. I mean, that's what you're doing, right? You would think so, but I'm sure <laughs> okay. I took one breather and it was before classes started this morning. But um, they say the first year of law school, they scare you to death. Mm-hmm. The second year of law school, they work you to death because all the extracurriculars. And the third year, they bore you to death. Oh, <laughs> oh now we wow. know the secret. Yeah. It's, no, a, it's a real journey of dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Christ-like. Yeah, I know. It's a seminary. <laughs> I see a yeah, Christ you know, figure here. <laughs> if you ever need a chaplain, I'd be happy to provide it. <laughs> we talk about dying all the time. So. <laughs> Especially with you in the seminary, yes. There's a lot of dying going on. Exactly. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, no, no. But yeah, that, that sounds tough. And I... And you, I, I always feel for the law students on on this Monday. Pray tell. Today's Monday of the first week of classes, and you know the undergraduates and the rest of the graduate students don't start until Tuesday tomorrow. Correct. But, but you know Mace and the rest of the law students have to have to go to class while everyone else is still still don't, jolly. Well, don't 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 feel sorry for them. They're getting their money's worth. I mean, they're paying tuition. Well, yeah, but paying tuition to to, to get work to death, to get bored to death, I don't know. It uh, sounds like a pretty pretty bad deal. It's all going to come back to them. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's all going to be, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the love, though. You know, love, it comes back to you, you know, so. That's of course, of course. Now, now, Mace, like Mateo, you, you didn't come here as an undergraduate in their name. So, so tell us, where did you do your undergraduate studies? So I actually went to the College of William Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia, um, have a finance and business analytics degree oh. um, with a minor in economics. Oh, so, so if you didn't go to law school, you knew what you were going to do. Unfortunately, yes. I would have been a, a banker. <laughs> a banker. <laughs> but either way, you're making money. So, so that's, that's a good thing. Now, but now tell us, how did you end up at William and & Mary? And, and you know, tell us, did you enjoy your time there? I understand you're, you're a fellow New Jerseyan. Father Alf's calling us a Jerseyite, but Jersey, I thought yeah. I was a Jerseyite. <laughs> Israelites, you know, <laughs> well, you know, you know. Jerseyites. No, but then tell us how did you end up at William Mary? So in high school, I was big into history and government, and I always knew I wanted to go to law school. So I went into William Mary, um, thinking I was going to major in like government because they, they have a good government political science program. Thought I was going to do that, go on a hill for a few years, become like a political guru, and then go to law school. But then I f- took my first few government classes, and I realized it was not for me. And mm. honestly, looking back, I may have stayed in the government department way too longer. I kept this notion in my head, maybe the next professor would be better. Maybe the next professor would be better. And I got to, like, the fourth professor, and it just didn't get better. <laughs> so I switched to um, economics and, like, finance background, business, business-related business things. Oh, that's mm. great. So you said you knew you wanted to go to law school early on. Was that because you watch a lot of Law & Order? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I love watching Law and Order. I got all of it. <laughs> I get this asked this question a lot in like law firm interviews. Like, how did you know you wanted to go to law school? And I thought this was makeup too until my mom told me this when she found out I was applying to law school. But during my preschool graduation, all of my classmates and I had to stand up and say like what we wanted to 
do when we get older. Um, and all my classmates were saying, like, basketball player, actor, the whole nine yards. And I got up there and said, 50 cent. And my, mind you, this is like 2004, like the peak of 50 Cent's career. Um, so then everybody just like, try again, try again. And I'm overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, I just said lawyer. I never had uh-huh. met a lawyer. Didn't know any lawyers. Um, I didn't know what they do. Honestly, I didn't know anything about them. But I just said that. And then I think it really became real in high school. And I was like talking to a teacher of mine. And he recommended I go into law. I thought I told him that I really like government and like, Calculus, like the numbers, like M and A type of law and things like that. Oh, that's wow! 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 Now you said William and Mary. Now isn't that close to Colonial Williamsburg? Did you ever go, Mace? Do you ever go to Colonial Williamsburg? Well, I, you know what? I, you know, being so close, I'm sure you guys probably had like Colonial days. You know, you wore <laughs> petticoats and tricorn hats and all that stuff. And, and, and I don't know, I, Bobby. I don't know. Maybe you know, but who were William and Mary anyway? No, yeah. I mean, was it like a singing act, like you know, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, or you know, Rosemary and Time? I don't know. You know, you know, Sonny Bono and Cher. <laughs> I'll be honest, I cannot tell you who William and Mary is, except that their names are William and Mary. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Keep about it that them. way. Keep it that way. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure they did have colonial days. I try to stay as far as away from colonial days <laughs> as possible. No, and no wonder like, why it's bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and every every once in a while, whenever I was going to get a haircut or go get groceries, I would see the people in like the the um, George Washington wigs and things like that. And I, I would just, I would just, I would just drive faster. I would just get out, get out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry, Mace. So you're going like you're grocery shopping, you know, at the giant foods and next, you know, you're, you're looking at the tomatoes and there's someone with a powdered wig on buying celery. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. Oh my God. And Williamsburg, um, I guess we can consider Colonial Williamsburg. They have this really good cheese shop and I like used to go to the cheese shop all the time that's how I got into gold cheese and that, that was like their go-to place so like, I would go there and I'd be shocked if I didn't see somebody in a wig or like a, a costume but yeah trying to stay far as far as possible okay so now, now Father Rob I don't know why you're laughing here Colonial Williamsburg is fantastic I mean you know funny fun fact that was my eighth grade class trip was well, Colonial Williamsburg. Well, mine too. I went there in eighth <laughs> really? grade. Yes, I went there in eighth grade with my class, and then I had so much fun that my parents said, well, we should go too. And I went twice in one year. Wow. Let me tell you, I got powdered wigged out. Well, you know, Colonial Williamsburg, it, you know, it's funny. On that trip, we had to go from Colonial Williamsburg, and then we did a day in Jamestown. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the same and, thing. And let me tell you, Clones Williamsburg feels like Disneyland compared to Jamestown. <laughs> oh, my James God. Yeah. brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Oh, it was brutal. I was like, well, what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at the, the foundations of, you know, what we think was the first colonial settlement in Jamestown. like, uh, pass. You know, take me take me to Colonial Williamsburg. Or better yet, take me to Bush Gardens there or whatever, you know. And I'll see some tigers in, you know, Tidewater. But anyway... I, you know what, I, I, I like the whole area, but you know what, I'm not trying to get back to Colonial Williamsburg, so I understand. Likewise. Yeah, wow, oof. <laughs> Boy, that that cheese shop, that must have been a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say how unfortunate it was for you guys to go there in eighth grade? I bet you guys can't wait to go to high school. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, it was unfortunate, though. Our, um, our high school, or our middle school, I should say, the eighth grade class trip, before my time 
was always to Washington, D.C., and it was an incredible week. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, after 9-11, um, as we know well, coming from the East Coast, which, which obviously, you know, kind of really, hit us, really hit us hard and changed everything, um, they wanted to, to, to d- redirect us to a, to a, a non-urban area, mm-hmm. to Colonial Williamsburg. That's interesting. That's interesting, because we did Jamestown and Williamsburg and D.C., Oh wow! So yeah, yeah maybe it was going to be. But all you great. were pre not eleven. I was pre yeah. I was pre something. We're not going to get into that. But anyway, <laughs> but, I think, yeah. Move on. Yeah, but next wait. question, Bobby. So, <laughs> so tell us. Okay, so so William, so New Jersey, William and Mary, and then how do we end up in Notre Dame, right? How, and and not just Notre Dame, but as I as I said to Matteo before, the oldest and most storied residence hall at Notre Dame, right? Where? I mean, you you were at the cream of the crop. Um, so, so tell us how you got to be here and how you got to be an, an AR under Father Alf's tutelage. <laughs> so Notre Dame was by choice. Stebbs was by luck. Oh. Um, or by providence. Uh, yes, by <laughs> providence. God's wisdom. Um, yes, I, I came to Notre Dame. I was a little, um, I didn't know whether I wanted to go straight through from undergrad or take a few years or a year off before going to law school. Um, it became like late July, early August before I even decided to actually go to Notre Dame. Um, I was like dealing with the, the question for a long time. And then I started getting like emails, phone calls from current students, alum, um, all over the world. Somebody even called me from like London wow. um, to speak with me about Notre Dame law school and just the school in general. And from those conversations, I found out how like strong the Notre Dame network was. Um, and I decided after talking about like 10 folks that Notre Dame was the right place for me to grow as a student um, and to really reach my goals. Um, and I think so far it has proved me well. Oh, that's um, wonderful. So one year in and you're enjoying it and you're excited for the start of the second year even though you're about to get worked to death? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the start of the football season. Okay. Excited for the st- sure. start of the second year is a little excessive. <laughs> no, no. But that's to say you're excited for the start of the football season, that's a healthy Notre Dame student mentality. Right. Yeah. But, but but let me ask you, why did you step outside of the law school and want to become an AR? I mean, like, shouldn't you concentrate, you know, all energy and all your time on one thing, and that's becoming the, the best lawyer you, you can be, who can go back to Colonial Williamsburg and represent them, <laughs> sir? I think Father Al's fishing for compliments right now. No, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not fishing for compliments. I just want to know, like, like, why? I mean, like, you know, like, I myself never went to Notre Dame. I was deathly afraid when they asked me to become a rector. I thought I'd be a terrible rector because I never was experienced. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be the guy who destroys everything. I'm going to destroy a hall. I'm going to be known by that, you know, Corby Hall while we're eating sandwiches. Oh, there's Hay. He destroyed a residence hall. You know, like, you know, you just swim in the streams that you're used to. But you are not just at the law school. You're also here. Why are you, why do you want to divide your time? Honestly, um... There's so many reasons why I wanted to become an AR. Um, one of the reasons why is just because being in a law school, all we talk about all day is contracts and torts and criminal law. So it, honestly, it gets tiring. Um, being able to come home, take a step back, interact with the, the undergrad students and father um, is something that I really looked forward to. Um, something I was really looking f- um, for the rest of my time in law school. Um, on top of that, just being able to like really immerse myself in the Notre Dame culture, being able to like help the undergrads, underclassmen, um, and upperclassmen be able to grow into men, mature men, being able to help them with their life struggles, their um, life up and downs is something I really look forward to. 
Yeah, okay, I good. love that mix. I love yeah. that. You know, Slammed that up. speaks to that speaks to your heart. That speaks to who you are. And um, yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get to experience all those things this year as an AR. Um, I, as a former RA myself, it was I have so many wonderful memories of working with the young men here in the dorm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of of what it means to be a hall staff member working with the students, and, and what it means to work with Father Alps for a year. So uh, so yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And, and props to you for. For, for answering that call. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, in order to get ready for, for such interactions, you have to go through training. Oh, Bobby, so, uh, Bobby, are so we going back? We're going to go back to training one more time, Father Ralph. Okay, you we'll know, go back. I know, you know, I know it's your favorite topic, but, but Mace, tell us, how was your experience of training? Um, you know, did you, was it, was it as fruitful as Father Ralph seems to indicate? <laughs> it was definitely... Uh, Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> to say the least. That's, that's a good... And that's coming from a lawyer, too. Coming yeah. from a lawyer. Oh. Yeah. He reads a lot of interesting stuff. There was a lot of information, <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> it was a lot of important um, sessions, and I think a lot of it could go over your head, but I think um, everybody there, especially the Stedge crew, made the most of it and took away like the most important parts. Sure, sure. And most important parts being... As we talked about with Mateo, role-playing, correct? <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Mace. Let me interrupt. Mace is the best darn actor you can find. Let me tell you, he played a scenario. It was so well done. I thought he was speaking from, like, personal experience. And I was like, I was so enthralled. I Like, where's the popcorn? Because I would just be shut into my mouth. <laughs> It's like, I, di- I didn't know whether he was acting or this was like life unfolding in front of me. You know, so if the law thing doesn't work out, you know, you, I, got, you, got, you, got, you got something in acting. Father Ralph, I think you're onto something. I think, I think our audience right now is hungry for some voice acting. I think and so, we're too. we're not going to put Mace on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But I think we need to, later this semester, bring back Mace and Mateo. <laughs> and get some live voice acting. Oh, we will. We'll, we'll, you know? we'll role play like to, to your heart's content. Audience, keep keep Father Elf honest on that. Right in, <laughs> yeah, right in, right in, right in. <laughs> so tell us how. Yeah, how was the role play? Um, like you said, um, if law doesn't work out, I'm de- I definitely might get into acting. Um, I played, I was a role in Suzuko the Musical in middle school, and I try to channel that inner Suzuko the Musical, and I think I think it kind of worked out. Um, okay, but if law doesn't work out, I definitely. We'll be going to Hollywood. Now that it hasn't been canceled, the Suzical Musical. <laughs> it, it's been it's been canceled. Let's just say it's been canceled. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm you know I'm sure that they could you know still use that uh, to springboard you into whatever you'd like to, to to start getting on the stage with. But I was gonna say he's just a darn good actor. Let me tell you. Yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, believe me, if Stitz had to give an acting award, he would have gotten it. I he brought tears. I was I was it was an emotional role coaster for seven minutes we were up we were down we were up and then we just landed and i was like oh my god someone pinched me and like okay we're back in reality i was like dang it i did make myself cry (laughs) (laughs) that was one of my prouder moments (laughs) well mace that that's a gift now mace you're among friends i want you to know that now leaving aside working with me and the staff here at st ed's tell us what is one of the best things so far living here at St. Ed's? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, a difficult question. Um, 
I think one of the my favorite parts, other than like you said, working with you guys and the off staff, is just seeing the um, excitement and anticipation of the sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Um, their excitement for the freshmen that's coming in, and their willingness to be a part of their development as mm-hmm. students at the the college. Um, that's been something I've honestly been enjoying the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I bet you think it's a little cultish. You know, the things that we do, we go to the cemetery, we do our little talk there, we go to the chapel, we do our talks. You know, like a lot of things that we do, it just seems like, you know, like this is a, a little like over-ritualized, you know, um, but there, it, it plays something. And the funny thing was, you know, I actually said to myself, you know, like, I want to get rid of that cemetery talk. And I was thinking and contemplating it in my mind, and all of a sudden, guys from your class, Bobby, said... Don't do that. That was actually one of the best things we ever did. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, oh, my gosh. But there are these great things that we do that, that you know, form us who we are and, and make it special. And we're just glad that you're able to be with us, Mace, and experience that. Because you're coming back for his second year. If I don't get fired. Well, I think I know the <laughs> boss. Uh, let me, you know what, folks, we have to take a pause so we can hear a word from our sponsor, Olive Garden. When you go to Olive Garden... Your family. Okay, we're back. Well, it's we're back here to ask you, Mace. Here, I've got one more question, Mace. I uh, want Father. Of, is I want this wait. last question. Um, is this regarding the need for more electric scooter charging stations on campus? Uh, because you know we are allowed to have electric scooters on campus, just not in the buildings. That's correct. That's correct. You know, if they come into the they, if they come into the building, they're fair game. And let me tell you, I got my target set on them. <laughs> but no, Bobby, that's a red herring. Oh. And I wanted to address another elephant in the room. Oh, okay. Thank you, but thank you. You're 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 almost in my mind. I I, I, I want to know, Mace. You know, you went to school in William and Mary, and that's down in Tidewater, Tidewater, Virginia. That you you're, you're a northerner coming south. Did you pick up a southern accent too, just like Mateo? Can you do? Can you get a little southern twang going? Family. Honestly, I can act, but I can't <laughs> act that good. I let Mateo do the the voice. Of <laughs> um, I don't. Some say I have like a Jersey Eastern accent. I don't even think I have that. That's I mean, a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no Southern accent, unfortunately. All unfortunately, right. actually. Well, uh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe we could all go to, like, Popeye's, you know, <laughs> and we could have a little, you know, dive into Louisiana fast. Yeah. And we could have a little accent time. How, uh, you know, on the New Jersey, how do you say W-A-T-E-R? Oh, gosh. That took me too long to say, to get what you were spelling, but... W-A-T-E-R, water? H-2-O. Yeah, there we go. Water? It's New Jersey. You, uh, oh, Mace, how do you guys say it? <laughs> folks, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving Mace a fist pound here. Yeah. Um, I, I, too, say water. W-U-D-D-E-R. <laughs> I didn't and that, is, that is the mark of New Jersey. <laughs> I, I, it is, because I was with your parents, Bobby. And, Bobby, your parents kept talking about water. How do you say it? Water. Yeah, water. Water. I was like, oh, water? <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, my gosh. Folks, you're saying it funny. You know, it's funny. I've, I've been on flights, and... Uh, Whenever, whenever they come around with the drink cart and I, and I order water, 
I've gotten a variety of beverages because they, they give up on trying to figure out what I'm saying. Yeah, Bobby, I don't think you're ordering water on a plane. I'm just saying, okay, folks? I'm just saying. But anyway, it's been a blast talking with you, Mace. I know you got to go back to reading the law because uh, you just had four classes. And this is your second year, and you got to keep at the, you know, keep at the, keep at the grindstone, because we need representation here at Stads. But we are so thankful for you being here. We're so thankful for you saying yes to Stads, and thank you for being here in the red room, Mace. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And students, if you ever want to chat, just hang out. I'm in two eleven. Just come by, say hi. I'm always door open, ears open, and willing to interact with you guys. Mace, thank you so much for coming, and, thank, and God bless you for, for working with the students this year. Thank you. Word. I just love that, Mace, but you know what? It's time for a good news and weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, welcome to the Red Room. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be back in the Red Room Is with it? you, Father Ralph. Really? And, oh, come on. Okay. Bobby okay. knows he loves to be back in the Red Room all the time. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So, but, you know, Nikolai, we need some good news. Oh, we sure do. We need some good news. And you know what? There was so much good news, I couldn't even know what to pick. <laughs> so I'll first go. I mean, the obvious is the new freshmen have just moved in. We That's just right. An incredible welcome weekend. So you were a part of that weekend. I got to be in ground zero, seeing all the freshmen coming in. We had that free car wash, classic Stez tradition. No one got run over. No one got run over. Okay, that's mission accomplished. That's well, two years in a row no one's gotten run over, but I've been here. So I am I like to attribute that to me. Yes, thank maybe, you. Maybe thank Father you. Ralph. I won't give thank him that you, much credit. But. Thank you, Nicola. So we got good freshmen. We had a great welcome week. And now they're ready for classes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's like they all grown up. It was I shed a little bit of a tear as I walked them off to the final class photo for the year. You know, they walk in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and within two days, they're just ready to go, they're, and they're ready to go learn. They're, re- they're matriculating students. Oh, they grow up so fast. Well, maybe it's just St. Edward's men. That's, <laughs> there's some other dorms. I won't name any names. <clears throat> Soren, but Stedsman are... Tip top this year. Well, thank you so much. We got we had them in good hands with you. Well, thank you very much. Another great big piece of news that I didn't realize till campus police sent this out. Thankfully, Ooh. that scooters, electric scooters, are finally banned inside buildings. Thank God, finally. It was like a jungle gym. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was. I thought I was going to get run down, turning the corner in St. Ed's. And it, literally, even. The uh, just outside, I have to check my blind spot as I go from sidewalk to sidewalk. You know, I do the same thing <laughs> too. It's like, wait, how did this ever happen? How do we let it get to this? What has this walkable campus turned into? Life, it's just thankfully, finally, someone got a clue that you know what? After I know people who've been hit too, which is even more crazy. Oh my gosh, that's well, that's bad news, but for it's good news. It's good, it's good news that it's no longer happening. Exactly, wow. And it's also good news it wasn't me that was kidding. Well, that's doubly good news. That's right. It wins all around. (laughs) One big W. I'll tell you one thing is like, you know what? I think if people are like me, we all need more paces in our day. We really do. And so, like, folks. You know, stop. Go get your paces. That's right. You Believe know? it or not, I had 35,000 steps yesterday with Welcome Weekend. Well, fantastic. So, it's, Steds is also keeping us in shape. Keeping, the keep game up. train continues. Yes, and, and for the yacht dance. Oh, my gosh. That's what it's all for. Those calves by the end of the end of this year, Kavanaugh will be looking right at it. Well, what other good news can you tell us? You know, the next good news, uh, really, that surprised me, is the dining hall's back. 
It's back. It's not just back that it's there, but it's back. The food has become what it used to be. Get out, finally. There was a meat carving station. Whoa. Wow, we are back. <laughs> that's enough said, really, in that wow, department. Wow, that's enough. Yeah. Wow. So you can go over to the trough, and the trough is the trough. It's right. It's really just... It, it, sound, it seemed unreal. Okay, now I'm going to push it here, Nicolai. Oh, boy. Gonna press my luck. No whammies. Oh, no boy. whammies. Do they have trays? Wow, that's a real shame you asked. It's only good news. So oh, okay. sadly, trays are not back. Oh, oh shoot. So it's 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 been tough. We're we we're still managing. Okay. okay. At least we're not leaving unfull. That's true. You know, but you know, you know, you can go still go get your your. Um, your Chateau Brion, you know, or your your prime rib or whatever oh gosh, at the meat tail. carving station. Okay. Oh yes. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Notre Dame problem hashtag. <laughs> or hashtag Notre Dame problem. That's right. <laughs> wow. What other what other good news? Do you have anything else? To be honest with you, it's just good news to be back in stats. Ah, that's, that's the best news. It really is. I I really missed. Most importantly, the building's incredible. We all know the building's incredible, but. <laughs> The people that actually reside in the building <laughs> is what makes this place yeah. the best dorm on campus. Well, I can't argue with that, and that is good news. You know, thank you, Nikolai. We needed that good news. Now, I want to see what about some weather. Now it's time for weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, what about, tell us, give us the, the seven day. Well, so it's going to be pretty much bucket hat season. So I dust Ooh. those up. Maybe if you already have them out ready, keep them going. Sunscreen, a must. I'd even recommend SPF 50 for those who burn, especially Irishmen. <laughs> like yourself. Oh, yeah. No, yeah it's it's kind of lobster season for me where I look like a shellfish from how much sun I'm getting. Yeah. So we've got some good weather coming in. It's what, what are we looking 80s. for in terms of all tents? All 80s. 80s, low 80s? 80s around, low 80s around. Fantastic. But really, what we need to know, is that dew point going to be like above 70 75, some of that range. That's where it gets uncomfortable and humid. It's around 66, 67. Okay. So we'll... We'll take it. It'll be early morning. We'll take... Exactly. We'll take what we can get. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's good news. Um, Hey, Nikolai, thank you for that good news and weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, thank you. Thank you, Father Ralph and Bobby. Well, that's a bunch of great news. It's fantastic, Father Ralph. Fantastic show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me to be your co-host. And we've got to thank our guests. We have to thank Mateo. We have to thank Mace. Um, your, your, hand, your hand is in good, ha- good hands. Nikolai as well for the good news, the good news and weather. That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, just thank you. I'm just so grateful to be here and just a wonderful show. Yeah, you know, Bobby, it was a great show, and it's a great start. Folks, I think we're up to great things once again here at St. Ed's, and there's no doubt about it. I'm putting money down that I don't have. So you keep on listening, and you can always listen to us, because we're always on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Why? Because we want you to know the great things that are going on here at St. Ed's. So keep on listening, because we've got a whole lot more good stories to bring you. I'm Father Ralph, with Bobby Weltner, and you've been in the Red Room.